Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So, get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Morning Report. My name is Moy Lawson. The Morning Report is a production of fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com. We we truly, truly appreciate you being with us today. Yeah, we're a little late today because, well, we're kind of vacationing this week. My wife's on vacation, and we're kind of vacationing this week. Um, not that I don't have to go to work here in a little bit, but... Uh, our mornings are free, so we're kind of taking advantage of that. And and my suggestion to you is take as much time as you can for yourselves and your family because uh, it's going to get nutty and more nutty. It's already nutty now. It's already nutty and and for a lot of people a little scary, but it's going. To, but I don't have anything good to say. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. But the best thing all is that we have people like me here and my you know and, and the Fightback Media family, and you have people like Kevin and Janelle Batts. Uh, you have people like my friend Alfonso Rachel and others out here making sure that you're not buffaloed by the BS, 
You're not buffaloed by the bullcrap. Uh, we're out here putting out truth. We're out here explaining things. And today we're going to explain two really important things. We're going to, we're going to talk about COVID deaths in Florida from, from last Wednesday. Now, there was a big dump of COVID deaths on, the, uh, on all the dashboards. I'm going to break into that a little bit. And we're going to talk about what happened, actually, um, in Kenosha with Jacob Blake. The reports are up. We're going to break it down and tell you exactly what happened. I know that there are a lot of people who, who are, you know what, who are saying a lot of things. Uh, but we're going to actually break it down for you and tell you what actually happened that fateful Sunday Sunday afternoon. All right, uh, we'll be back with more of the uh, morning report right after these messages. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that it's not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area. Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com A website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at TBCTampa.com And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. All right, we're back. We're back. Thank you ever, ever, ever so much for um, spending some time with us. Like I always say, you know what? The most, you know, the most expensive thing that anybody has is their time because you can't make any more of it. It is what it is. Once it's spent, it's gone. All right, so we're going to get, so with that in mind, we're going to get started um, because there are some stories out there that need to be exposed here. Um, this particular piece of information is gotten from the Conservative Review, and um, it was put together by D Daniel Horowitz on yesterday, yesterday, and it talks about the, the, the title is the median age of reported COVID nineteen deaths in Florida on Wednesday. That was last Wednesday, was ninety three. Hmm. Ninety three. Now I've said this before to you, and I've said it to a bunch of people. Nobody is happy when grandma dies. Nobody's happy when grandpa dies. Nobody's happy when great grandma, great grandpa dies. Nobody is. But there's a reality to life, right? Ninety. Hell, 85 
in, in, in America kills most people. The average life expectancy of, of an, an American right now is 85 years old. You can expect to live to be 85. Not much further than that. Anything else is bonus. All right, this is, again, from uh, Horowitz's column. From day one, the, median, uh, the media has been sowing panic by comparing the coronavirus to the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918, when an estimated 675,000 Americans died, uh, the equivalent of over 2.2 million in today's population. How do, how do we do that? Uh, we do that by using ratios. Hmm, ratios. That's, there you go. Uh, and if you know what ratios are, then you will understand how people can do that. Moreover, the median age of those who died then was 28, which means that the, the cumulative years of life loss were enormous. Contrast that to this virus. The median age um, of death in most places is either at or above life expectancy. The latest example is out of my home state of Florida, where the... Um, where, according to one reporter, the median age of death for a batch of reported coronavirus deaths on September 2nd, the median age was 93. 93. Not 28, 93. Jennifer Cabrera, who writes uh, the Alachua Chronicle, uh, has been posting daily updates on the Florida death numbers, reported an astounding finding. One of the 149 reported deaths in Florida on Wednesday, the median age was 93. That means that half of the people who allegedly died from co of COVID-19, according to that day's report, were older than 93. Chief further notes that 64% of deaths were over the age of 85, still over the life expectancy for both sexes. Wow. That is... That is absolutely, positively stunning. But, in a way, in a way, it should be somewhat encouraging to you. If you are a person who is, who is younger or middle-aged, it should be encouraging to you. The article continues. Data points like this provide a completely different context for the severity of the virus than the panic uh, pornography that we see in the media and what was sold to us as the original justification for such dramatically destructive shutdown measures. Furthermore, they raise a serious questions about the accuracy of reported causes of death, particularly in such an old population. Hundreds of thousands of young people will likely die early from the economic despair, suicide, and substance abuse as a result of the response to the virus that kills insignificant numbers those above the age of life expectancy. The panic, the social isolation, and destruction of life and liberty have been induced a crisis of suicide and clinical depression, most evident among young people, who are least likely to die from the virus. This is especially absurd given that there is zero evidence to date showing any correlation between lockdown policies, and better outcomes or lives saved from coronavirus. Aside from the J.P. Morgan analysis that showed absolutely no statistical correlation, analytics agency Trend Micro used extremely detailed, anonymized cell phone monitoring supplied by Google 
to show a zero correlation between states with low social mobility scores and better coronavirus outcomes. Um, a detailed op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, the CIO of Trend, Trend Macro, Donald Luskin, showed that the depth and the severity of lockdowns and the timing of the reopening played no role in stopping the spread, as we have also observed from many states and, and countries throughout the world. So no matter what, what we're finding out is this. What we're finding out is that opening up or not opening up has not had any significant, and we're following the science. We're not following the doctors who are saying, who, who, who are, God bless them, if, if, if they're honest at all, yes, trying to save every single solitary life. We're listening to them. But we're looking at the science, too. The science is saying that not, that it hasn't mattered. Aside from the context of median age of COVID-19 deaths provides moreover, it raises the questions about the accuracy of the count. Because while many elderly people in nursing homes clearly did die from the virus, it's also likely that many of them died of old age and other ailments. Now that we know that there are so many false positives, and there are, and we're also finding out not only that there, I'm, I'm, I'm getting away from the article for a second, we're not also finding out that there are not only false positives, that there are labs here in Florida who are only posting the positives that they get. They're not posting or submitting the negatives. Why? Because you don't get no money for negatives. That's why. It's a, this thing is turned into, um, it's turned into a money-making thing. So when that happens, when it turns into uh, a money-making thing, then everything is out there. Every, everything, everything that we can hope that we can believe in, you know, without worrying about is, is out the window. Um, let's see here. Get back to the article. Uh, let's see. Now that we know that there are, two, are, are, are so many false positives that many of the asymptomatic and that as many as 90% of those who test positive do not have clinically meaningful loads of the virus, it calls into question even more of the, for the policy of automatically recording anyone who died after being tested positive COVID-19 death. This is especially true given that so many of those who died were in their 80s and 90s. Remember, while this coronavirus is dangerous to advanced seniors, there is a 22% chance that any male over the age of 93 for, for females is 18% will not live out the year at all without considering coronavirus. Given the false positives and asymptomatic cases, it is likely that many of these people who merely tested positive and died thereafter, as opposed to closer to 60, so did not die from the virus. Now, we already had that realization from the CDC the other day um, that we talked about. Uh, and we talked about that uh, because I wanted to Get under. I wanted Mayroden to have understanding. If you've got two or three underlying conditions, and you get COVID, that's not good. And one of the and one of the underlying conditions that you don't want to get and have COVID is being eighty-five. You damn sure don't want to be ninety-three and get COVID. 
You don't. Because that turns into an underlying condition. Advanced stage does. Just 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 like um the un- underlying condition could could very well be asthma or diabetes or obesity or whatever. Remember, when they report deaths from a week ago, it means that state officials are going back into the death certificates and trying to match them with anyone who tested positive prior to death. We now know that up to 90% of positives tests are picking up dead or insignificant viral loads. And this is something else that a lot of people don't know. That these tests are looking and looking and looking and looking for any trace that they can find of COVID-19. Which is which explains beautifully why some people who get tests who, who test positive don't have any symptoms. They don't have enough of the virus to um, to have symptoms. In Florida, roughly a third of recorded deaths from September second uh, reporting um, reporting occurred over a month ago. Now that's something else that happened here. Um, that a lot of the deaths that got reported here in Florida are a month old and they just get dumped on a day and people freak out. It's great. It's great panic porn that suddenly all these people have died. When people have died over the course of the, over a month, given the meeting the median age of those deaths, the nature of testing, the retroactive backfilling how many of these are completely bogus? How ha- had had we done this during past flu seasons, especially the pandemic flu of, of 2018, we likely could have recorded well over 100,000 deaths. Sadly, old people will never stop dying. Ever. It's the way, it's the circle of life. Given the way that we're counting COVID-19 deaths, the obsessive focus on it, the insidious agenda to retroactively discover more numbers, this pseudo-epidemic epidemic could go on indefinitely, even if the virus were essentially eradicated tomorrow. Um, The author of this article is Daniel Horowitz from the Conservative Review. All right, normally we take a break here, but um, we don't have time to do that. Um, So we're going to go on to our next thing, um, you know, we heard that vice presidential, vice presidential candidate, uh, Kamala Harris went to visit, uh, Jacob Blake and, um, and, and, and his parents. And she reportedly said that she was proud of him and how he's working through his pain. What she said. Blake was shot in a confrontation with police in late August in Kenosha. According to the Kenosha Professional Police Association, the narrative that was built around the incident was inaccurate. They released the statement, and this is what it was. The officers were dispatched to the location due to a complaint that Mr. Blake was attempting to steal the the caller's keys slash vehicle. Officers were aware of Mr. Blake's open warrant for felony sexual assault, third degree. Before they arrived on the scene, Mr. Blake was not breaking up a fight between two females 
when the officers arrive on the scene. And we and we keep hearing that. We keep hearing that. We keep hearing that from, from the Grio. We keep hearing that from BET. We keep hearing that from CNN. We keep hearing that from MSNBC. We keep hearing that from ABC, NBC, CBS. That, that was not true. The silver SUV seen in the widely circula- uh, circulated video was not Mr. Blake's vehicle. Mr. Blake was not unarmed. He was armed with a knife. The officers did not see the knife initially. The officers first saw him holding the knife while they were on the passenger side of the vehicle. The main video circulating on the internet shows Mr. Blake with a knife in his left hand when he rounds the front of the car. The officers issued repeated commands for Mr. Blake to drop the knife and he did not comply. The officers initially tried to speak with Mr. Blake, but he was uncooperative. The officers then began issuing verbal commands to tell Mr. Blake, uh, to, to Mr. Blake, but he was non-compliant. The officers next went hands-on with Mr. Blake so as to gain compliance and control. Mr. Blake actively resisted the officers' attempt to gain compliance. The officers then disengaged, then drew their tasers, issuing commands to Mr. Blake that he would be tased if he did not comply. Based on his non-compliance, one officer tased Mr. Blake. The taser did not incapacitate Mr. Blake. Some people, depending on what drugs are or whatever, shake off the tase, which is amazing. Um, the officers once more went hands-on with Mr. Blake, trying to gain control of the escalating situation. Mr. Blake forcefully fought with the officers, including putting one of the officers in the headlock. A second taser from a different officer that had deployed the initial taser was then then deployed on Mr. Blake. It did not appear to have any impact on him. Based on, on the inability to gain compliance and control after using verbal, physical, and less lethal means, the officers drew their firearms. Mr. Blake continued to ignore the officer's command and even... Uh, even with the threat of lethal force now present. Hmm. And, okay, so we all we all want to know where, where all this started. The criminal complaint against Mr. Blake stated that Blake's ex-girlfriend, identified as LNB, we'll just call, it, call, it, call her LNB, um, in the complaint, um, claimed that he entered her house uninvited early in the morning on Sunday, May 3rd, 2020, and that she awoke to see him standing over her. She stated that at six, about 6 a.m., she awoke, um, she, was, she was awoken by the father of her children, Jacob Blake, herein known as a defendant, standing over her, saying, I want my shit. As LNB lay there on her back, the defendant suddenly and without warning reached his hand between her legs, penetrated her vaginally with a finger, pulled it out, sniffed it, and said, Smells like you've been with other men. Officer Raich uh, reported LNB had a very difficult time telling him this and cried as she told how the defendant assaulted her and then the defendant immediately left the bedroom. LNB stated that the defendant was penetrating her digitally, caused her pain, humiliation, and was done without her consent. LNB stated that she was upset, but collected herself and ran after the defendant out the front door, then realized that her vehicle was missing. LNB ran back into back inside to her purse, 
which was on the kitchen counter and checked it, quickly realizing the key to her truck, a Ford Explorer, a 2002 Ford Explorer, a, um, a black individual key, and the only key for the vehicle, and her Great Lakes debit card were missing. L&B immediately called 911 and was waiting for officers, checked her Great Lakes account, and saw two fraudulent ATM withdrawals on May 3rd, 2020, and she did not make and she did not make them both at at PNC Bank, both for $500 at an unknown time. LNB stated that she that she and the defendant had three children together, but not have but have not resided together in the past eight years, and they have been on and off. LNB stated that the defendant is unemployed, has no vehicle, and would not tell LNB where he was currently living. LNB stated that. Over the past eight years, the defendant has physically assaulted her around twice a year when he drinks heavily. The uh, the assault, uh, the result of the complaint, uh, Blake was charged on July 6th with a felony third-degree sexual assault, misdemeanor, trespassing, and disorderly conduct connected to the domestic abuse. Okay, so this dude, you know, here's here's what what some of what some of y'all gotta stop doing. This this is not a good guy. It's not a good guy. Jacob Blake is not a good person. But now you know what the police report says. And now when you have discussions with people, you can you can send them here and make them listen to what I just told them. Or you can tell them yourself. I think it's better if you tell them. Even if you have to re-listen to this part of the podcast. Jacob Blake's not a good person. Now, LMB, unfortunately not a smart person. If somebody had been beating your ass about twice a year, and you are still with them on and off, and you had children with them, you know, I don't know what to say to you. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say to you. I'm just glad that he hadn't murdered her by now. Because that's how that usually... That's how that usually plays out. The woman gets murdered. Now, we can have a conversation about how the um, Kenosha Police Department did their thing at the end. But it seems like they went through everything they could before, um, well, and the and shot Mr. Blake in the back. Yes, because he was turned away from them. But they were pulling on him so he would not get in the vehicle and grab a weapon, which they found. So, anyway, there you go. There's a story, and you can stick to it because this time is the truth. My name is Willie Lawson. This is the Morning Report here on FightBackMedia.com. FightBackMedia.com. Fight backmedia.com till we see you again go out there and learn something love somebody and for goodness sakes y'all take care we will see you when we see you bye bye now
someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.